Well, hello there, and good afternoon, good evening, and good night, as once was famously told by the famous actor-slash-comedian Jim Carrey in the theatrical film titled The Truman Show from 1998. But here we are in 2022, listening to the Municipal Arborist podcast, episode number 30, which features conversations on arbor culture, the tree care industry, and all things tree-related, as told through the perspective of a municipal arborist, whom is me, your host, Joe. In a survey of parks and planning staff, 72% said they do not have the capacity to conduct their own tree canopy assessments. Planet Geo, this episode's sponsor, is here to help. Head over to planetgeo.com to learn about their new low-cost, continuously updated canopy data subscriptions. As always, please use the affiliate link in the show notes so they know where you came from. This podcast, which I wanted to share, is now featuring... Oh, I'm sorry, not featuring, which has now uh, concluded nearly 14,000 episode downloads from uh, 24 countries and 456 total cities. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this podcast and making all those statistics happen. If you haven't already, please uh, rate it either on Apple or um, you know, Spotify or wherever it is that allows you to rate podcasts because the better ratings we get, the more listeners we get. And the more listeners we get, the more we get to spread the information or the gospel on urban forestry, community forestry, and arboriculture, which is our goal. So I greatly appreciate that. Uh, don't forget to click the link in the show notes for your ISA CEU for listening to this episode. Uh, you just click the link, fill out your information, and then bam, you get yourself CEU for listening. So greatly appreciate that. I'd like to also thank another one of our sponsors here, uh, Rainbow Ecoscience. By combining horticulture and arboriculture research with service company operations expertise, Rainbow Ecoscience provides unique green industry insights. Contact Rainbow to help identify client property issues and get the tools and training for a solution. Thank you very much for your sponsorship. And I really don't have much other news for you guys, except I'm going to pump out two episodes in December with Bo Nagan and another two episodes in January. And then we're going to ramp up the episodes uh, just kind of like we did last year for the first six months, where we'll hopefully be pumping out about two episodes a month. So uh, look forward to that. There's some other news coming down the pipe with the format of the show and some other goodies. As always, if you have any complaints that you would like to address or you just like to shoot me an email and say hello, you can do so at themunicipalarborist at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, the underscore municipal underscore arborist, or just type the municipal arborist, and I'm sure you'll find me. You can also find on that Instagram website many pictures, videos on urban forestry and arboriculture, as well as some little background insight in what I do in my day-to-day life. But anyways, let's get on to this episode, which features Kelly Bauer, ISA certified arborist, track qualified, kick-ass, friend, female, person, human extraordinaire. She also likes dogs and camping. So anyways, on with the show, everybody. Thank you so much. I learned trees in like forest preserves um, in the wintertime 
I didn't like didn't know trees very well. It was like on my long list of things to learn, and I just got basically thrown out in the woods. Go thin these oak gaps. Go do this. Go do that. Cut down these specific species a certain percent. And I was just staring up at the canopy, like, okay, what is that twig? What is that branching doing? What is <laughs> looking at the leaf litter on the ground? Like anything I could figure out to you know identify yeah. what the hell I was going to have to cut. And it's harder, like super difficult for me especially when it's younger like i can't mm, yeah uh, you have some to be of them, yeah some of them you, not. you know uh, 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 similarly when i was at the county we had to like go uh clear cut uh understory sugar mm -hmm. maple yeah right yeah. and it was like now like looking back it's like pretty fucking obvious like what i was looking at but then i didn't you know what the hell i was doing you know what i mean yeah i was kind of like following the lead of everybody else but at that time if you'd have stuck me out there even now, if you stuck me out there, I'd probably get a bunch of them wrong. You <laughs> yeah. stick, like I've joked about it before, if you stick me in the middle of a nursery in the middle of winter and tell me to walk around and pick out these specific, you know, species, I would probably get half of them right. Yeah, but you stick me in there tough. in the summer, I'll get yeah. most of them right. Most of them. Yeah, that Not was always. what was like, it was fun, but it was difficult because I learned a lot of them in the winter and as like saplings. And then it was cool to see the variation between younger and older. But then in the summer or spring and summer when things were budding out and leafing out, I was like, the hell is this? Because mm -hmm. I just had that eye for the, you know, winter ID. Yeah. And then once they popped out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. OK, nice to see you. Where was that at? Um, Actually, Lake County Forest Preserves. Oh. I was I worked as a contractor for a couple years ish um, doing winter clearing, buckthorn, what honeysuckle. Integrated Lakes Management. Oh, ILM. ILM. Okay. Yep. Did you work with Steve there? I did. Oh, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all coming yep, back to me I worked with now. Steve, and then, uh, yeah, it was fun, because I, well, <clears throat> I guess, do you want me to go back <laughs> to the long history of how I got to where I am today? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's part of the reason. Because it kind of just, like, I keep thinking of all these things that keep coming to mind. I'm like, well, yeah, and then this, and then this, but wait, that. Like, yeah, sure. It makes let's no do, sense let's why do I'm... that. But the yeah, the reason like I as, as I explained like why I wanted you to to be a guest on the show is, you know, I really like and been interested in and you have in your story and you have kind of a unique story, but it's not so unique in that you found your way to trees because a lot of people mm -hmm. who go to school or have some sort of background in like you know, land management or ecology or even landscaping, like find their way here. But yeah. what's really interesting is you kind of carve this path through all of that, the traditional way mm -hmm. in natural resource management. Yeah. And now you found your way into, you know, professional arbor culture and climbing yes. and rigging and, yeah. you know, municipal tree care and management. So, yeah. And, you know, uh, I have a couple questions, but no worries. The questions will happen. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, tell 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 me the thing. Um, tell well, I guess like I mean, first and foremost, like I've always had this like love of nature. Growing up, going camping with my dad, and my brothers, and my sister, and all that. Um, fishing, camping, hiking around in Michigan mostly. Um, my mom used to say that like when I was real little, she'd always find like leaves and sticks and rocks in my pockets like as soon as I could walk just like looking at nature stuff um I used to collect like all the fall leaves and just you know have this collection of different colored leaves total dork but I don't <laughs> care <laughs> but I just I look back and I think that that's like one of the bigger influences even earlier than just like you know going to college um 
I went to Lane Tech and was an art major, was obsessed with the arts, and Mm -hmm. then went to Northeastern Illinois University and still stuck with the arts. Um, Actually wasn't even sure I was going to go to college. I had a lot of friends who were kind of, had already figured out by the end of junior year, like, oh, we're going here, we're going there. And a lot of my friends were moving away. And um, I actually was like super close to not even going to school. I uh, almost joined the military, but kind of figured out that I was not really interested in Mm -hmm. that route for myself. and I still was just like not sure what I wanted to do. So I just thought, you know what, I'll just go to, you know, Northeastern Illinois and just kind of do some general education courses, just see like where the path takes me. Um, started out doing art, uh, just took a lot of fine art classes, art history. It was really interesting, but I just didn't really know what the hell I was going to do. <laughs> um, didn't really have a lot of ideas. You know, I don't think a lot of people do at that age. Um, when you were going, when you were doing that, were you still doing the outdoorsy stuff oh yeah. with your family? Oh, yeah. Hiking, fishing, all that stuff. Okay. Um, but then I ended up taking this geology class, and I had a really awesome professor, David Jones, and just, like, sparked my interest. I was like, this is really awesome. And then he was part of the environmental science and studies department. So he was kind of talking up the department a little bit, and then... Um, he had this woman, Libby Hill, come in and talked about her geography class that she was taking. She would take to Belize like during spring break. Whoa. And so it was kind of like a research class. Um, she actually wrote a book about the Chicago River, which is really awesome. I took a class about the Chicago River through David Jones. About the whole part? Just the Chicago River, the history of the Chicago River. Not the different branches, but the everything, whole thing. Everything. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was the geology class was awesome. It was just an intro to geology. And I was like, this is really cool, mm-hmm. you know? the bones of the earth like kind of foundation of everything right you know really gets you kind of thinking about the soils and then the plants and then the trees and everything that you know kind of grows Mm -hmm. where it is and why um obviously including climate and all that but i ended up taking that class and it was awesome i uh did a research paper on the coral reefs and like coral bleaching and just kind of the decline of coral reefs and then after I got back from that trip, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an environmental studies major. Like, I just had this passion that just lit inside me. Like, I need to do something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I got on the whole environmental train, like, got to change the world, save the whales <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I immediately changed my major. I ended up being in school another extra year. So I was like a five-year college student. Mm-hmm. Felt like a total la- like loser, but I'm like, whatever, this is my path. And, you know, I changed majors. So I had more time in school to get that done. Sure. Um, but yeah, then I graduated. Um, I'd been an intern a little bit at uh, North Park Village Nature Center is like right next to Northeastern. So I just kind of interned there, kind of did some, you know, restoration work. Is that with the Chicago Park District? Yeah, it was a Chicago Park District property. So I um, <clears throat> I was like, I didn't want to go like a policy planning route. I wanted to do the nitty gritty work. I wanted to know like what is restoration? What is mm-hmm. conservation? Like what can I do? Boots on the ground. And so, um, yeah, I just started volunteering a little bit and then interned there for college credits to graduate or whatever. And uh, ended up literally applying for a job and 
got a summer seasonal job right out of college. I was like, I'm ready to work right now. I want to do this. <laughs> so I ended up um, working as a aquatic plant maintenance intern or seasonal at a Chicago Botanic Garden. Oh, which was kind of fun because, you know, got to get out in a boat and kind of putz around the lakes and lagoons yeah. at the Chicago Botanic Garden where other people couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of fun, but <laughs> a lot of a lot of picking up algae, pulling weeds and scrubbing duck poop off of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, yeah. the optics, you know. So it was kind of a, you know, it was just a fun, fun summer job. But um, after the summer season ended... Uh, I think it was like, shit, yeah, 08. So I was looking for work, trying to find something, and ended up working at Starbucks mm-hmm. for a good six, seven, eight months, which was horrible, but fun, I guess. I think that's good. <laughs> no, I like, mean, I, I worked you, at you coffee probably... shops, and like I did, you know, I worked at a small coffee shop throughout college. Like I waited tables. Like I loved it. Yeah. I think everyone should have to do it. Dude, totally. That's what, <laughs> like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Learn how to be a real nice human. Well, <laughs> understand the shit. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, <laughs> like, you learn, you learn the customer service yes. and, and how to, how to speak to people. But then you also learn this like work ethic, I think, because like, yeah, I, I've worked as like a, in as a line cook, like briefly, like mm-hmm. when I was like 18 or something, like before I got into the trades and yeah. like, it's so fucking difficult. There's no time to fuck around. No. Like when it's, <laughs> it's busy, go. like you go. There you is have no... to be nice. <laughs> yeah. But there's no stopping. You don't no. stop to take a break. You just keep, it's like a grind, you know? Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. I think I just feel like it instills this like uh, work ethic into you unknowingly when you're doing yeah. it, when you're doing it, you're just like, ah, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But then when you go somewhere else, <laughs> you're like, this isn't so bad. No, you know? no, it's not. Yeah. I worked at a little like divey coffee shop in chicago and it was it was fun i had their like jazz sunday brunch shift so it was like slammed from when i walked in the door until i left so and it was were you, fun. you were still in school then yeah it was it okay. was my college Did they still job have smoking then oh yeah there? oh that's awesome <laughs> i would sit in the back Dude, when i was slow i'd yeah. be sitting there smoking cigarettes oh, and drinking coffee I miss all day that so much i, I don't, do too <laughs> like i don't smoke anymore like sometimes like when i drink with family i'll have yeah. like, a cigarette but very rare maybe like the days n- uh. yeah but with my wife too you know like i just remember like going to the restaurant like ordering a drink smoking a cigarette yeah while we waited you know to order our food like and just sitting in a bar and smoking i i miss it yeah but like and when like, i smoke now it's not the same you know what no I mean? it's like, not it's just a different but it's i don't know it's totally. just funny anyway sorry to side no side it's fine i just, it was believe immediately me. i was like thinking, <laughs> I remember like, the oh, days man. in college just sitting back there like it's so gross for now customers isn't it like smoking cigarettes drinking coffee back, reading like, the paper wh- like what am i doing with my life writing poetry and drawing and yeah. painting with watercolors like at work waiting for customers <laughs> like, yeah no <laughs> yeah it's it's a totally different world now um but yeah i uh so back to yeah so i was waiting table i was waiting tables throughout college and then i worked at starbucks which oh i ended up working at a drive-through and it was at the skokie swift oh. train station so we'd be dead and then we'd get like slammed with a million customers yeah. it was just like and the intercom when you're on drive-thru, it's like, ding, hi, welcome to Starbucks. How can I help you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just slamming drinks. I used to just tell them, like, just put me on the bar. Just put me on the bar. Just mm-hmm. let me sling some coffee drinks. So I'll be fine. <laughs> I just didn't, yeah. It was it was, it was, was a definite <laughs> wake-up call. Like, well, I just got this degree. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working at Starbucks. But through the Chicago Botanic Garden, I applied for their conservation and land management internship program while I was working there. And they ended up calling me um, 
and it like kind of said hey like you know we're looking for you know position for you you know or is there any place that you are looking to stay around or like you know do you want to stay in a certain state or go to a specific place and I was like I'll go anywhere like whatever um the program kind of pairs you with a federal agency and gives you an opportunity to kind of work with a federal agency without having to go through the whole you know jumping hoops to become a true federal yeah. seasonal or whatever it's yeah. a pain in the ass to yeah, apply their processes interview are crazy. with the feds <laughs> so um yeah they basically said hey like we've got this position in hollister california do you want to go and i'm like sure so that's where they make the clothing no <laughs> no actually <laughs> i asked them i actually asked my boss that when i was interviewing with him on the phone or my you know soon-to-be boss at that time and he's like no no, it's not. <laughs> I guess Hollister was a famous rancher out oh, there in that okay. area, and he like helped found the town or something. Oh. And, but he at... moved to SoCal. He's got a lot of like property in Southern California. He was a big rancher in that area. Okay. So, yeah, actually, the town, believe it or not, had a ban on people making clothing that said Hollister, California. Really? Because, yeah. Because yeah, but... there was like this feud between the town and the company or something. Oh, you know, that makes sense. Because I was going to say, me, like, like, when you ask that question, <laughs> it's like it's a it's a place, man. <laughs> When you ask that question, it's not a beach. And he was like, oh, he's probably like, I shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, damn it. <laughs> I've made a mistake. I was that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, I uh, just went on a limb and moved to California in May of 09 and just like started working for the Bureau of Land Management in Hollister, California. Um, and I worked with him. He was a, he was their, um, what the heck was his title? I don't know. He was one of the biologists. He was a the botanist, okay. but he also worked with like soil science. So he was, yeah, he was the head lead bot, uh, botanist at that office. And um, my internship was specifically to go out with him and like help do rare plant surveys um, on specific species that were endemic to serpentine soil. So <laughs> really off the wall, <laughs> specific, tiny little, you know, research project. Um, but from day one, I met a lot of really awesome people. Everyone in that office, they were like, you know, by the end of my time there, they called me the super intern because I just was ready and willing to do anything and mm -hmm. everything. I just wanted to get my hands on conservation um, and research. And so I think my first week, uh, the archaeologist for the office was like, hey, like we're meeting up with these other paleontologists in this area and we're going to go to the Central Valley and we're going to, you know, literally we're going to dig up a dinosaur. Do you want to come? I'm like, oh, fuck. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Because it was like a childhood. Like I loved Jurassic Park growing up and I was like, yeah, yeah you're going to ask me if I'm going to come with you to dig up a dinosaur. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, so it was just one thing after another, just like really, really interesting, really cool projects I got to get involved with. Um, my... The uh, <clears throat> they had a pretty cool fire program out there, so that was kind of my first exposure to wildland prescribed fire. Um, I did the Chicago Wilderness prescribed burn member training when I was still in college, and okay. I got to witness from a distance one tiny little burn that a contractor did on our like college campus. Okay, and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then out there, they kind of explained to me like the whole process of getting your red card and all that. So I went full blown, like got nice. my red card. Awesome. And then I uh, got to participate on some prescribed burns out there. And um, yeah, it was it was an awesome time. I was out there for like six years or so. Wow. Worked for them as an intern. I, I think I 
the program had like a cap now they have a cap of five to six months mm -hmm. and they initially said oh yeah usually like interns are only out here for like six months and then it came to a, to a time when i was like oh, sorry where my internship <laughs> <Okay>. was ending <laughs> and like uh -huh. they're like well you know we could extend you we can get the funding mm -hmm. and Chicago Botanic was like, okay. So I ended up there as an intern for almost two years. Wow. And they're like, at some point, they're like, we have to we have to cut you off. Like, yeah. you have to either get hired or find other employment. And it was just like, things weren't happening. So mm -hmm. I was getting panicked again. Like, all right, I'm going to move home again, back to Chicago. But I ended up in like a Tri-County weed, weed Management Area meeting. And one of the guys there was, he worked for the uh, California State Park System. And he said, like, we're going to have a big round of hiring coming soon. And I was like, I need a job. Mm -hmm. So he just said, hey, go to the website. You got to fill out this form. You got to do this. You got to do that before you can even apply. Okay. So I ended up getting hired with the California State Park System for a bit. Worked in an OHV park, which was cool. What's that? Off-highway vehicle park. They have oh, their state parks cool. and then they yeah. have like off-highway vehicle parks. So I got to ride around in a quad botanizing yeah, and cool. <laughs> spraying weeds and... It you know obviously the topography out there is insane so sure. I challenged myself to do their craziest trail on a quad and I was like okay I live <laughs> I'm a flatlander I'm <laughs> Illinois and I'm done I'm good yeah um, but it was a lot of fun worked there for a while and then I ended up getting hired with the feds mm -hmm. um, I uh, applied to my same office but at their kind of like their sister office at Fort Ord National Monument on the coast in California and Marina or Seaside well, actually they moved but anyways. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of weed spraying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, I did the surveying stuff, research stuff, paleontology stuff, and then was spraying weeds every day yeah. for three and a half years. Wow. It was not fun. So that's like, you know, the biggest dose of like, I don't know, conservation yeah. that I got in terms of that route, you know, doing the actual work to kill things. and Sure. Um state parks was cool they had some greenhouse work we did we'd collect native seed and acorns and whatnot and grow you know coast live oaks and wow use them in our summer restoration projects so i had like little doses of different things in natural resource management and conservation through the different jobs i had out there um one of the cool things was um i did my federal wildland fire well nwcg uh, i think it was like wildland power saws or something it was like their chainsaw training oh yeah and it was it was cool it was like a three-day maybe four-day course they mm -hmm. did like in the shop stuff and then they had a couple days of field work but i was like absolutely terrified of chainsaws <laughs> at that yeah. time i was like i don't know if i want to do this this is really scary but once i started using it and just started realizing that like i'm in control of this thing I have to learn to master it and like yeah. respect it and know how to use it, you know, correctly. Um, caught the bug. That's funny, but... like because <clears throat> I, me. you know, did carpentry and other stuff for many, many years. And my first exposure to chainsaws once is was when I came into this field, and I mm -hmm. was also like, <clears throat> because I like you would think because of my understanding of tools, yeah, like power tools and. Like, I understood kickback just from using a circular saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you would think my understanding and appreciation of that would make me less nervous around a chainsaw. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> that it was this big bar with all this exposed exactly. <laughs> cutting teeth, like, could freak me out. I was, like, super nervous. Yeah. But I was the same way. Once, like, I had some proper training and 
understood what was going on and became much, much more comfortable with it. Yeah, it took time. I mean, it definitely took time. Um, now it's like, I just feel like it's an extension. Yeah, of me. you don't I'm even like, hey, I don't even think don't about even it think. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I still think through things but of course yeah you're just, just thinking like, you're 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 making those difficult. calculations quicker mm-hmm. you know than when you're when you're new yeah it was I just <laughs> i wish i could get like a video or a picture of me like first handling it like look at how <laughs> like clearly green you know like yeah you know because you're like holding it all weird you don't know what to do it's like oh uh. yeah i mean i think anybody and everybody has that experience the first time they oh handle i one. think so and too. if they're if they if they say they haven't they're lying because no, it's lying. an awkward and, piece of yeah. equipment it's like where the fuck do i hold this and just body positioning and all that sure. you know yep. but anyway um one cool project i did i wanted to specifically mention which kind of got me thinking back to you know how i ended up doing work in arboriculture um since my supervisor at that time as an intern was when i was an intern he was a soil scientist we did a lot of studies on um serpentine soil there's this place called clear creek um used to be open to ohv and then it got closed and there was this all this drama behind that place um having you know naturally occurring asbestos and things in the soil and Mm. i don't know there's a big push for conserving it as well because it's just rare plants endangered plants but um we did a dendrochronology study Mm -hmm. so a big part of my internship was we went out and did all these tree core samples in like natural ranges of these different species of pine, um, Pinus coulteri and Pinus jeffreyi, so coulter and jeffrey pine. Okay, good. Um, I think it's jeffrey that has one of the largest cones oh, on a pine. Interesting. Um, like <laughs> my boss used to say, like as we're walking around these areas, if a gust of wind comes through, just keep your eyes and ears open for <laughs> a cone bigger than your head that yeah. <laughs> knock your ass out. Um, so we did the surveys on those areas and then did tree core samples on the trees growing on this soil mm-hmm. and my job was to scan in the little tiny little pencil sized cores oh, cool. into a computer that's interesting print them out on a large like we had like a map printing or, or map printer so we can make, make like huge maps sure and so we'd like line up these images and i'd print this huge paper yeah blow up of these tree cores and my was job was to sit there and count the fucking rings yeah <laughs> wow. i was doing it for months wow but out of that you know we got like a natural this tree was about this year you know this many years old for this size dbh whatever mm-hmm. but the ones on the serpentine soil sorry swear to god the trees were maybe six to ten dbh and they were over like 450 450 years old Wow. Yeah, it's just something about the soil made them completely yeah. stunted and grow. But it was just it was just so cool to see. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Like, what the hell's going on and here? And then like our like what's small the, tree, whatever. What's, what's the winter climate like in mm. some of that stuff? And when some of those I mean, some of the higher elevations they'll get some snow cover. I mean, higher higher elevations they'll get you know some pack. Like where you were doing the not core necessarily. Samples. They maybe get a handful of inches, maybe a foot at most. So that was in the Central Valley, but. But the northern California areas, they get tons of snow. Like, well, I guess what I'm leading into is like, you know, around here, the tree rings are more compact because of mm-hmm. the, you know, growing season and dormant season. Yeah. So like what you were looking at there, were the growth rates like kind of like similar or were they a little more like were they easier to identify the rings like they would yeah. be here? Yeah. Okay. They were like in the ones that were where they were supposed to be growing on the natural you know, what I mean? and their the, elevations at their right I, okay. range of growth or like the areas that they would be growing. 
like Coulter Pines are higher elevation, and I think Jeffries were a little lower or could span lower down the slopes. But these were, it was the soil that was affecting them. But yeah, we could yeah. read the rings just like okay. any other, you know, and I yeah. had never really counted rings on a conifer compared to, you know, I'd seen the rings on a, you know, tree cookie. Yeah. You know, you get that biology background, education, whatever. Like you look at those, I don't know, photos and stuff. It's like you see it, but. Right. I wasn't really understanding all that yet, you know. Um, but yeah, fast forward, I moved home. December of 14, I just kind of got done with being in California. My, my my job was basically a term position for the feds, and it was going to end in like four years. So I was at like the three and a half point, and I was looking ahead. I'm like, I just want to sure. go home. I want to come back to Chicago. It's time to start planning, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a beer. No worries. Oh, God. You should try the Blue Spruce Tips IPA. Oh, man. It better not be Blue Spruce. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> is it I think they brewed it, like, the alcohol content is 6.66, which I thought was funny. They released it on Halloween. Oh, Wait, what's the brewery? Old Irving. Oh, why couldn't they have done a Norway spruce? <laughs> like, for know. this area. You know I what I mean? Know. Like, what the fuck? They picked blue. I should send them an email. <laughs> like, what the hell? They're not going to care about me. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> They're not going to care about me. But if I get enough people on board, I get a petition going. Yeah. You know? I agree. You got to educate the public on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All good. Oh, man. Rainbow Ecoscience understands that speed and efficiency are critical in your business. With their patented product, Mectonite, you can count on fast, reliable control for many key pests, including borers such as emerald ash borer caterpillars like spongy moth, and many more. The science behind the speed is that mectinite is a water-based solution resulting in an amectine benzoate formulation with the lowest viscosity on the market. Combined with their Q-Suite plugless system like the Q-Connect, you will minimize tree wounding commonly found with an improper plug setting while also maximizing the operational efficiency and speed of application. Learn more by visiting rainbowecoscience.com slash mectonite today. Yeah, like I said, I uh, I wanted to move home and I was like just tired of being in California. I was ready to come back to the seasons and the, the different uh, habitats and ecosystems I was more familiar with or enjoyed being in. Um, but yeah, I uh, <sighs> worked as a contractor for a bit and then... Um, you know, did a lot of felling, which was cool. Just kind of just jumped on a chainsaw and really learned the ropes, just kind of getting thrown into it. You know, I'd had some brush clearing projects in Cali that I did for a little bit and different like, you know, burn break, you know, scrub brush cutting and all that crap, but didn't really get to like fell stuff. So I really learned that by just being thrown in the woods with a crew, just go out yeah, and cut the stuff. Yeah, but you know what? It's a lot of like, fucking fun. <laughs> it is. And that like I like I teach basic chainsaw mm -hmm. to different you know introductory people or whatever in the industry but <clears throat> excuse me what i always tell them is like when we're especially when we're talking about kickback and the mechanics of it mm -hmm. and you know how it works is what you're describing is probably the most likely situation that's a new person is going to run into kickback yeah is they're not suspecting because they're working with such smaller material and a lot of time you're sticking, especially with like buckthorn and, oh God, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, if you want to learn, want to learn like kickback, go cut some buckthorn. Yeah. Because you're sticking. <laughs> it still confuses me. I'm you're, like, you're I sticking your. It was and it wasn't. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what I mean? In those situations, a lot of times, especially in 
when the leaves are still on in the growing season, you're sticking the bar in places where you you may not be able to see completely. Mm-hmm. And then when you're kind of like in the groove of going like hour yeah. three and you're just like going, 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 you're cutting <laughs> someone's dragging, like that's when you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. You know, and that's where you're most likely to get yourself into trouble at oh, least yeah. with kickback or anything else, you know, particularly. So I don't discount like people are like, oh, I just was doing this small stuff. It's like, no, you were like actually unknowingly oh, yeah. learning valuable oh, yeah. lessons on like, you know, the physical mechanics of uh, the physical forces of what, you know, the material you're cutting, how that's reacting. And then also, you know, what your what your uh, what the chain is doing. Yeah. Right? And so Definitely. I think it's like super important. Yeah, no, for one people of the... to understand because I <laughs> oh, teach yeah. like I teach a lot of public works people who will be like a guy like go cut something once or twice every once in a while exactly yeah. like you're on a streets crew and a storm comes and it's like go, you know there's like four people out four crews or five crews that run around you got like yeah. the professional arborist doing knowing what they're doing and then like Bob and Sewer <laughs> who they're like you've been here 20 years you know what you're doing go, go ahead and use it. go ahead and grab the saw and cut these three trees off the road yeah Eesh. Yeah, I did a similar Chicago Parks when I worked for them for a bit. I uh, helped develop the chainsaw training program with Tyrone Murdo. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, we were like trying to figure out where we could go, like certain spots, like where should we go for, you know, the um, the field portion. And it was always like, we got to get some buckthorn. They got to get their hands on some buckthorn. Yeah. It's just the easiest way. And then, you know, graduating people up to doing notches. Right. Face notch and back cut and all that. But yeah, working as a contractor for a bit was fun because it was just this hustle, you know, just get it done and just knowing the specs and cutting all different species and getting a feel for like, okay, maples do this and basswood does that and buckthorn, 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 you know, it was kind of like I was reawakened and relearning the Midwest, which was fun Um, because I, you know, had a different lens leaving going to California and then coming back. Sure. Um, Oh, yeah, totally. But I will say, like, even throughout this whole process, getting to where I am, like, I do feel like my background in art definitely helped me kind of hone my eye for color, shape, texture. I'm sure. And I've gotten into plenty of arguments, too, where I'm like, that's not it. Like, save your fancy app bullshit. Go get a book. Look at the botanical drawings. I actually almost did a program in California. That was one thing I was on the fence, but I, I didn't know if I really wanted to do it. And Sometimes I still think like maybe when I'm getting closer to retirement or when I'm retired, I'll go back and get this, you know, certificate or whatever. <laughs> but it was at California State University, Monterey Bay. They had a botanical illustration course. Oh, cool. And, or it was like a program. You could be like, I don't know if it was, a, I can't remember if it was a certification or a master's or bachelor's. I don't know what it was or whatever designation. But yeah. I was like, that'd be so cool. Yeah. But I'm sure they have something in the Midwest, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. I could take a class. <laughs> but um excuse me um zach king who is a guest on the podcast mm. he recently did a book on uh conifers in the midwest oh yeah yeah i remember like, that but i wanted to look I'll, that up. I'll have to show it to you i have it here somewhere it's somewhere in this room he gave me a copy last time i saw him i'll have to show it to you before you leave yeah for Sorry. sure i definitely yeah. definitely would uh i need to just i mean i just need to draw more <laughs> but i think it'll be something cool to do at some point um but yeah, contract work was cool for a while. I got tired. I got tired. I remember asking, like, I had been, like, sick once or twice during a week. I had, like, a weird sinus thing going on, and I missed a couple days. And I remember asking, like, my boss at the time, I'm like, hey, you know, can I, like, work some extra hours over the weekend to, like, make up for my time? I'm, you know, I'm close to being on a sick leave, whatever. He's like, 
I've got work for you 24 seven if you want it. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but I ended up like that week. I ended up like working yeah. enough hours to cover my days off and still get overtime. Like it was, it was yeah. crazy. I was like, I just can't God, work myself. This sucks. can't work myself like this. You know, part. Cause I, I mean, I have kind of like a background in like more state federal. Yeah. And I was like, and then I yeah. came to this, I'm like, holy shit. People that do it full time, but all the time, it's like good for you, but it's not for me anymore. That's, that's part of the. You I like know, my benefits, and that's part of the gap, the huge gap in our industry. You know, is the wages. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's the everyone's having worker shortages now. Yeah, but especially around us, we have a lot of like um, not for profits and other companies who will put forth like tremendous training and education and put people like on hands-on projects like you know green core or um the nature conservancy stuff and uh open lands and like all all of them you know what i mean mm-hmm. they and uh, friends of forest preserve and there's all these great like programs and stuff but like even once they get out of those programs into the wild mm-hmm. like you're stuck in this like low wage scenario where like yeah. you could like around here you can go work at mcdonald's for like 15 or 16 bucks an hour yeah or you can go drag brush and burn buckthorn in the middle of winter and you know 10 degrees freeze your ass off for 18 dollars an hour yeah you know what i mean like exactly so so you know that's a it's a major problem yeah. because it's it's more skilled it, it's not any less hard or more hard than like working at mcdonald's per se but no yeah it's but more it's, it's more different. skilled and yeah. you know it's a more honed industry um but that's a major gap yeah. You know. I think I, I think back, I think when I graduated and I started working, I think I was I was like thoroughly excited to make eleven dollars an hour. Yeah. Like as a seasonal. And then I think the internship in California, I think was maybe twelve. That's funny. And dude. I look back and I'm like, how the fuck did I survive in California? Like when, just knowing now, like Yeah. But just back then, I mean, I hustled. I I think within the first three months that I was working there, I picked up a coffee shop job. I was babysitting. I was you know, worked at a brewery for yeah. a while. I, I mean, I hustled. And even when I, um, you know, I transitioned from jobs, I would still go back. And I mean, the state parks had a weird system where you could like stay on their books and work like you didn't just have to like quit. So you had oh. as a I, my position there was only for supposed to be nine months full time. And then I would be off for a few months and I could come back for my nine months. So you could stretch your hours. You know, you were a full time employee, but you could stretch your hours. Mm-hmm. It was weird. But um I stayed on the books with them because I was never going to go over my hours because I was working full time somewhere else. Um, yeah. And because when I worked for the Bureau of Land Management at Fort Ord, I had a 410 schedule, which is effing amazing. Oh, that's cool. So I had my Thursday nights and through Sunday open to do extra side yeah. work. So I was I was hustling. I had no family and no responsibilities besides sure. just working. Yeah. It helped me make really good friends, mm-hmm. you know, but I ground <laughs> myself down out there. I remember like thinking like, man okay, I've got a day off next Thursday. I can make it to that, you know, because I, like, book myself, <laughs> like, nonstop work, 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 work. But I had to, you know? Yeah. I wasn't making that right. much money. Right, yeah. It's like, I, I just still look back. I'm like, how the hell was I surviving on that? And it hasn't changed much. I mean, now it has. I mean, I feel like it has a little bit, but it's, but still, like you said, like, you can stay in a warm McDonald's or be outside freezing your ass off right i mean obviously yeah. i think I, we know people that would prefer to be in the woods oh yeah absolutely. And chainsawing and whatnot, yeah but if i like some reason if like my job got eliminated i would have a job 
within like a day mm -hmm. guaranteed like somewhere doing something i may not stay there yeah. for very long because i'm just going to take whatever i can get at first to support my family but i know that i can get a job in this industry yeah super definitely. quick and i'll do whatever to i'll fucking yeah. be i'll be a ground guy dragon brush <laughs> i don't care yeah. not that i have much more skills above that level anyways <laughs> yeah, in the private in the private sector but do you know what i mean yeah. like that's what i'll do i don't care you know yeah. just to do it you know and i'd like it it wouldn't be like terrible yeah you know no it's not i don't mind it i mean I mean, it was fun. I mean, I liked being a contractor. I did like the overtime, but yeah, it was, again, a lot of chemical. I was like, I just want to get away from this. Yeah. But yeah, once, I mean, I think I, God, I think I applied to work at the Forest Preserves as a resource tech. I think I, I can't, I, I mean, I literally think I applied five or six times before I actually got hired on. But I was also That's living crazy. in California. Oh, yeah. So they probably saw my California address and was yeah. like, the hell is this chick doing? She's not even a Cook County resident. Yeah. But I, you know, at some point I had to change over, but I, you know, I stayed right. at my, well, I just needed to move home basically. So. Well, you know, I've told this like in my introductory episode of this podcast, but um, I like really lucked out because at the time when I became a tech, I was already at the county, but I was a seasonal laborer in maintenance, mm -hmm. right? But at the time that I got on, <clears throat> you had to have your, you know, burn training and a pesticide license mm -hmm. and you had to have your class ACDL had to have it already had to have it you mm -hmm. could it was not get within six months or one year so I got all of the things I needed just so I could apply mm -hmm. so like when I applied there was only I mean they probably had five or six positions and I think they only hired like three of us wow. it was me uh Phil Prohaska and um I can't remember who the other person was but that's not important maybe it was just the two of us actually hmm. Just because there's like tons of there's tons of people yeah, like you the... who like would want that job. But we I was have in like California. Well, <laughs> you not just that, but like you didn't have a class ACDL. No. You know what I mean? And no, like I that's didn't. a big barrier for yeah. people to have that as a prerequisite. I mean, that's ridiculous. You either like know somebody that's got a truck and is going to teach you and you're going to do it. Or yeah. you go pay $2,000 to go to a school and do it. So yeah, I, I like really lucked out. And like that's yeah. like and I caught a break with like, you know, like John McCabe, like knew me and my work ethic and i think and he like you know helped so i like he caught a huge break there yeah but if like those paths and all that shit didn't line up i wouldn't even be like where i am like like now you know yeah but getting into that role i was able to pick up on all these skills and just keep you know networking and learning 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 just like you know you're doing now oh, yeah. and have like done oh, yeah. you know and well even same here like well i mean i guess the only difference for me when i applied was that you needed to have the permit mm -hmm. but i did all that on my own i was just like i don't know anything about this i don't know anyone who has a cdl so it was completely going into a blind just yeah. reading the manuals and just did all the testing just completely on my own just sure. like all right we'll see yeah you know got it and then i had the other certs but not the arborist and then obviously got it with cook county so that yeah. was awesome um, yeah, that was a great experience. I loved working there. Yeah, I a lot really of great did people. Too. Yeah, obviously I, I, yeah. worked with you, but um, and Steve, you know, Steve worked there too. He's like, hey, they're gonna be hiring soon. You should, you should, you know, yeah. they posted. You should, you should come on in, come on board. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I applied. And it was, it was good. It was a good time. I'm happy that I, you know, got that exposure and experience, and then got those certifications and whatnot. Yeah. When I had done my um, wildland fire training. Or the, you know, red card out west. 
I had a awesome mentor, Mike Houdini. He was like, he told me from day one, he's like, any certifications you get, get that certificate, make a scan copy of it, save mm-hmm. it digitally. He's like, but have a binder with all of your stuff. That's funny. And, it, and it's too. like, he I told me, he's like, that. he's like, yeah. seriously. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah. So actually one of the first certifications I got besides like, I think I got my pesticide license while I was an intern for North Park, like before I graduated okay. or just before I graduated. Um, Cause they're like, you need this in this field. I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing, but I'll yeah. get this pesticide license. Like, okay had no clue yet mm-hmm. but when i moved to california the first certification i got they're like we're doing forklift training next week if anyone would oh like to become god. certified i swear to god yeah. <laughs> forklift certified so i was like this is goofy so it's like one of my first you know couple of certs besides the you know the burn stuff or whatever but <laughs> yeah no I'm, I, I'm very thankful and like yeah i didn't need to be an arborist to work for the chicago park district um but I kept it, you mm-hmm. know, because I knew yeah, like great. It's, yeah. anything I have, like I will never get rid of my CDL, yeah. especially not now. Like I, there's a lot Don't, of things I'm yeah. going to keep forever. Well, CDL so much harder to get. Oh my now god, too. yeah. The requirements. I've been hearing about it. Yeah, like some of the guys at work just got hired on it, and you know, streets and yeah, it's water sewer. And I'm like, holy shit, guys. Federal, go- the federal like, thank government god. <laughs> really cracked down, and they're like, <laughs> not god. that it was always hard, but yeah. now it's now it's much harder. I dropped my um, pesticide license. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't need it at my last job, but I kept it like year after year. And I kept, you know, I, I it expired like once it didn't expire. It was about to expire. And I had to like because I think you have to retest like every three years three or something years, yeah. now. So I did it after that. And then um, the last time it expired was during covid. And that was a shit show. Dude, that was all fucked up. Mine the, expired in COVID the too. The state was, was so bad. Was they so were stupid. so bad about like what they're like. Mine <laughs> was going to expire in Jan because I think they expired December thirty first, and it it was like just dis- I talked to them and they had like sent a couple emails and it was like, uh, you know, oh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do this online, like virtual testing and all mm-hmm. this shit and. They didn't have it figured out until after mine actually expired, but they were still going to let you like carry it over. Yeah, and then yeah, once they figured it out, I was just like, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it anymore. I mean, I carried it for probably 10 years or more, but at yeah, this point, I, mean, I don't it's use it. Could... And it's something, it's not difficult it's something, to get. Exactly. That's the thing. I I've feel, done it so many times. I'm like, hey, I guess like, if, it lasts, if I need it again, again, like I could just take the test. Like yeah. I, I, the last two times I, uh, you know, retested, I didn't even study for it. I just like walked yeah. in blind. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I barely passed. I don't think it's changed. I, I don't think it's passed. changed much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. I still have all the materials. Like, when I was I'm the not... contractor. They're like, I was on my way to test because I had my California, you know, pesticide stuff, and then I was like, well, I'm transitioning back to Illinois. I got to get this again. Yeah. <laughs> on my way there, they're like, by the way, can you take aquatics? I'm like, fuck! I've never even looked at the manual. <laughs> I passed yeah. like on the line. But, uh, I remember walking <laughs> in the test like, what the fuck is acre feet? Like, what is this like <laughs> completely over my head like uh, I, I can try to figure out what i'm doing but there's, i was like what there was a guy that worked on, our, on my crew when i was on trails at the county and we took the test because all you need is just the general standards mm-hmm. i always did the general standards in the right of way right yeah I was so i could to. be the what are the two levels what are they called like one you're only able to like spray and the other one you can mix and like administer 
know what I mean? There's oh, an applicator. Yeah. You have to get the right away um, to be able to, uh, Oh, yeah. Operator, applicator. Yeah. Okay. And it seems different. Like, you think the, I don't know, the operator would be the one mixing. I think it's the opposite. Applicator yeah, exactly. Is the one that mixes. And yes. The, yeah. So then, like, the yeah, oper- operator yeah. does the spraying only. Yeah. So the operator God, works under the really applicator, <laughs> right? That, yeah. So, like, if that, yeah. So, anyways. Um, I always just did those two. A lot of people just did the general standards, but this one guy and my crew, like after we tested, he like did the right of way and he's like, I'm going to take another one. And he took like six in a row just as we were there, <laughs> you know, cause at the County, the state would come to us to do the testing. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. So that was cool. So he just dude one after another, he passed them all like five or six different, uh, just kept doing categories. Yeah. yeah I've known yeah. people like that. I'm like, F you, man. Passed <laughs> them all. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was Mike Gaffney. He was he was cool. I actually, I can't remember who I reached out to. Mike Moore, actually. Yeah, okay. I reached out to Mike Moore because they would host it at, at Salt Creek. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, who was the contact, like, from the Illinois State, you know, DNR or whatever, mm-hmm. or Department of Ag, actually. And uh, he did a lot of our testing for Chicago Park District, so that was cool. Yeah. We did yeah, in-house testing. Same I was thing, like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, just send people, and it was during that weird time, you know, post-COVID that mm-hmm. we were trying to get back to normal, and... I had to take my last test with a online proctor. It was so weird. Oh, that's they had me like show the room. I was like, I've never. I mean, I've I've never taken online classes. Mm-hmm. Like I did in person classes, yes. and yeah. so like this yeah. new world of online classes. I like, I guess that's just a common thing. I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. how do I have to show the room? I'm sitting in front of the computer with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? I mean, I guess they need to see your desktop and all that, but. One or your the, desk. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. Not that it's going to matter. You can show them whatever you want and then do what you want after that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a difference. Anyway. Um, working for, for the county, though, was, like, r- really cool. Like, you know, I feel like I got to learn these really cool, like, equipment skills. I got oh, to use, yeah. like, a lot of diverse equipment. Yes. But, like, the felling was super cool because, like, oh, yeah. I don't think many people like appreciate some of the shit that we were doing out there no like because you know sure we don't have like the rigging skills of like all the pros but i think a lot of the people that even are just like your not run of the mill but just like your general professional working for like davy or bartlett or something mm-hmm. on a crew like are oh, not different never different. like you know felled entire trees like the size that we were doing you know because i mean we did some (laughs) really big stuff yeah and like you know some of the stuff was like it's it's always dangerous but there are some like hairy situations that you like and tree across the trail in the middle of the woods okay we can't get equipment back there what the hell do you do yeah it i definitely will say like i think that looking back Cook County definitely kind of had this blend of natural resource management slash forestry and yeah, the equipment yeah. operations. I mean, not everybody was climbing, not everybody was, or maybe almost anybody was doing rigging when I was there. Right. But that little taste, it was like, oh, there's this world of kind of both yeah. here. And after I left and went to the Chicago Park District for a while, you know, primarily for the pay raise and the, you know, supervisory experience. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. But yeah. I um, I caught the bug. I think Cook County mm-hmm. kind of instilled that. And Mike Moore was he was always just amazing, super encouraging. Just I was hard on myself because I'm a perfectionist. I like to do things and I like to do things well, and I have a hard mm-hmm. work ethic. 
And I'll stand by that. Like, I don't say it unless I mean it. Yeah. And he saw that and he just he just really was like, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. Just keep practicing. You just yeah, keep trying. You'll absolutely, be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that was I don't know. I, I when I worked at the parks, it was a good experience. You know, the natural areas department is awesome. Did a lot of cool stuff. Got a lot of amazing, diverse experience doing a ton of different crap. Um, but yeah, I kept my arborist cert because I was like, I don't want to let this lapse. Yep. You know, it's, I always keep things as a backup. But it used to it used to pain me seeing the forestry crews going out, and I was like, oh, I miss the log loader. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Look at all their chainsaws. You know, <laughs> and we we did stuff. You know, we cut things. We did some you know buckthorn clearing and all that. And sure. Felling, and I'd always go out and you know check my trails, and there'd be storm damage, and it was me and a couple people just going out mm-hmm. clearing that with no equipment. So that was a learning experience as well. Again, it kind of reminded me like, oh, I'm in an urban environment where there's a park and a trail and this natural area and yeah. um, I can't bring anything through here. Like what the hell do you do? Um, and actually, you know, the biggest thing on my list of things to get done was I wanted to become a certified prescribed burn manager. Oh yeah. yeah. And I had a couple of people there that were um, burn bosses and through all the fires at Cook County and then yep. running a few apprentice burns. I was able to get that, but yeah. technically I was like, a burn boss as of October 2019, mm-hmm. but it took them so long to send my cert, and then COVID happened. I didn't get oh. my certification until almost a year and a half later. Oh, that sucks. So I was like, still kind of burning as an apprentice sort yeah. of burn boss. Well, I was like a year and a, uh, not a year and a half, but a pretty damn long, over a year. Yeah, somewhere so, in that range. <laughs> but well, it was like, it was, <laughs> it was like, damn it. Yeah, I could have been burning all this time, yeah. you know, because during COVID, it was like, well, we had people. <coughs> still working and still burning that were full time but you know just socially distanced you know we didn't have the same amount of seasonals or any during yeah. 2020 but it was kind of fun we, you know this like just so like the listeners uh, know like illinois has a prescribed burn manager certification mm-hmm. that is administered through the illinois department of natural resources where you have to do two or three apprentice burns under a prescribed burn mm-hmm. manager and then you have to submit this like lengthy application. Yeah, so, I think you have to prove like you're you were on X amount of burns. Yeah, you did X amount like of burns four, as a crew five, member. Three, four, five, yeah, you know, somewhere and, in that range. Right, you were it's like a, a crew member on so many burns, and then you were the apprentice burn boss for a yeah. certain amount of burns. And then you submit like all your burn plans and yeah, a little synopsis of each burn. And then yeah, like, the burn happened. boss has to give a little snippet on you right you did, yeah summary of how you did and all that <laughs> shit yeah 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 i you know did awesome. the same thing and the, it was the same thing like um you know supportive people you know and yeah you know sometimes you'll find yourself and the county was the same way where you know there's certain people who are like haters right they like think like yeah. they're like kissing ass or um you know someone's like giving you like special attention or something like that and like my scenario and i think <laughs> yours is probably the same is like i was just like wanting to do more and grow oh yeah and keep going give me all the certs like no one came me to learn. me and said hey joe do you want to be an apprentice burn boss like fuck no like i sought it out yeah exactly like, i pushed push 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 and then finally they're like okay you like we see that you can do this you can have this responsibility mm-hmm. you know and eventually it worked and then yeah. even after i left i didn't need to have that but i followed but you still got it i followed yeah i followed through with it it's because an accomplishment. i don't 
Even yeah, if you don't exactly. use it, you and know, it's a big accomplishment. Even it, if you no, don't use it. No, it is. I think you know? I, I, you know, I like having, you know, my father-in-law before he passed, he always used to say, oh, you have another stripe on your sleeve, mm-hmm. you know? And like, yeah. you know, I, I like all that. Like, I don't Definitely. care. Like, I, I, I feel like going through the process is like, I don't care about necessarily like a sticker or a patch, like though I love swag. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> but like going through the process is important to me and yeah, learning is important to me and for sure you know like you know like linkedin i have like fucking 20 different certificates and shit and like it's not to like flex i'm proud why not that, flex like, i mean shit no but like <laughs> but I'm, it is it's you're proud I'm of it i'm proud yeah. that i did it you know yeah. and it wasn't handed to me and that's what i like about you is you keep fucking grinding you know yeah i've yeah i got on especially this, like I, don't know, now. I got on this train like just collect the search just get it done and learn and I mean, I've I've gone through trainings in the past where like, okay, you know, I've been felling for years and we I did this, you know, advanced spelling training and I remembered someone's attitude like, why the fuck do we have to go to this? I'm already an awesome feller. And it's just like, why? you can always learn something, yes, even if it's absolutely. the same. I mean, 99% of the time, it's not going to be the same exact training every time. Oh, totally. I mean, there could be one even... tiny little thing that's said that you're going to click in your head like, holy shit. Yep. And I take everything like that. You know, I go to conferences. I want to go to meetings. I want to talk to people. I want to you know socialize and just talk it's but even still taking these trainings (laughs) getting these certificates it's like yeah it's partly a flex it's partly like i'm trying to do this for myself and be proud of myself and like gain this collection but at the same time it's like always be looking always be learning you know like i was um look up look down look around (laughs) yeah (laughs) just things that stick in my head from like fire yeah yeah. wildland fire you know and just people along the way that it's just my mantras, I guess. Someone who's going to be a guest on my show, I won't mention his name, but I was talking to him on the phone the other day, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I knew you had a podcast, but I never listened to it because I figured, you know, what the fuck? Like, I already know all this stuff. I've been doing this for 20... <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't need to listen to this to know. Like, and it wasn't like a, a negative comment. It was just like, you know, I don't have time for this, so I know what I know. And yeah, so he started listening in a couple episodes to like get a feel for it before he came on the show. And he's like, oh, it's really good. He's like, yeah, it's great. You know, like I had no idea. Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't have, like, but that's how we, you know, all should be about everything. Like yeah. even introductory chainsaw training or rigging or climbing. I guarantee you, you can take a guy who's even like, you know, been in this industry for 10 years you know like us Hmm. and is going to pick up on something oh yeah that they didn't know they might sit through a four-hour thing and there might be five minutes of it that's going to like change your life you know or instill some sort of great um something in you inspiration whatever definitely so i i like i don't know i love that no i agree because it's yeah yeah, you, you i mean and even time and, and how people learn too. I think that that feedback, like the yeah. give and take during a conversation in a classroom Absolutely. setting, some Joe Schmo might say something and be like, hey, what about this? And you're like, holy crap, I never thought of that. Yeah. You know, we um, I was doing a chainsaw training with somebody and uh, it was like for like some public works and park district people. And we were talking about like different techniques for like stumping mm-hmm. and um, not running the stump grinder, but like, no, like, yeah, just yeah. stumping it. Yeah. And um, this guy was like, Oh, we finally got a big, like 880 with like a 60 inch bar or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's so like, I, no, like <laughs> oh, I kind of want to like shake and be like, okay, just like shut your mouth. 
<laughs> you probably shouldn't be using yeah. it. <laughs> shut your, yeah. Shut your mouth and like pay attention for the next four hours and like yeah. you get something out of this. Like there's no, oh, like yeah. that's not, you know, sure. Like that's nice. Yeah. Right. Because there's other ways to yeah, do it with the, the smaller sauce. Ever, but like sure, you should still know how I just to do recently, it the other way. Yeah. I just recently I mean? tried the 880 and I was like, okay, it's almost too much. Yeah. Like, we're not cutting down effing redwoods out here. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I mean, even still, like, what do you need? Do like, I, I but mean, learning the ways to do it with yeah. the smaller saw oh, God, is yeah. more, that's, way that's one thing more I will say. You know, learning how to, yeah, A, be in the woods, navigating, figuring out what you're supposed to be cutting. And then being in the woods when you have to do chainsaw maintenance and then having oh, a saw yes, that you yeah. need to use that might be for, you know, you, you it's pushing the limits on what you should be cutting, you know, smaller saw, bigger, a little bit bigger tree sure. than your bar. It It's a fucking learning experience. No, it you is. know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, yeah. I used to carry an extra set of bar cover nuts mm-hmm. on a keychain. Oh, that's Because I can't yeah. tell you how many times you... Lose them in the snow. Oh God! You and know you're out there like son of a bitch. Our, <laughs> you our... Walk all the way back. To <laughs> you know. Remember our crew leader? I won't say his name. He would always do that. I was always giving him shit. I'm like, dude, you're not tightening down the fucking thing enough. Tighten them down. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Scrunch, bar cover nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an extra chain if you're lucky. Do you find yourself getting headaches or feeling fatigued after running your gas saws throughout the day? Aspen fuels help take the headache away, literally and also help reduce the pains of equipment downtime, time spent mixing and running to the pump, and other problems with unreliable and dirty fuel. Aspen Fuels are next-generation fuels that have been developed with tree care professionals in mind. Aspen Fuels select only a few highly refined components to offer superior performance while significantly reducing user exposure to harmful emissions like benzene and other aromatics. By offering a more complete and cleaner combustion, Aspen will significantly reduce equipment downtime, extend the life of your equipment, and ensure peak performance. It's time to switch to Aspen Fuels. Learn more about why Aspen is the fuel of the future at www.aspenfuels.us and ask for Aspen wherever chainsaws, accessories, and arbor supplies are sold. Okay, so I have a... It's not a controversial topic, but it may be. I don't yes. think it is. So, because we've kind of talked about it a little bit, like, on our own. Mm-hmm. But what's it been like, generically, and, you know, in our, in our, in, in our, not industry, but in our current political times, we like to talk about this stuff a lot. And it's important. Mm-hmm. Yes. But sometimes it gets a little blown up because of PC-ness. But anyways, mm-hmm. what has it really been like being a woman in the industry? Because... Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about it in this like generic like we got to be better to women because yeah no, we do no, I get you. you know what I mean like yeah. we do but I know firsthand with you and other women but definitely with you because we talk a lot like yeah. you've had some like bad experiences with it and you couple, handle it like couple. you handle it like really well and it's just like <laughs> everything else you just kind of take it in and you plow through it yeah um well I mean I attribute that to being you know a in a family with, I have three brothers and oh, yeah. I've got a strong father, you know, figure in my life yeah. and take no bullshit, kick ass, take names kind of attitude. Sure. But I mean, I, I will say like starting out just in restoration, conservation work, like yeah. I felt like it was very female driven. There was a lot more females I, than I realized, I, I agree, and which was cool, yeah. but um and and then being in california extremely progressive of course yeah you know i remembered i think i and i don't know if it was just 
I don't know, me being a Midwesterner and just, I don't know, I talk shit sometimes, but <laughs> I made some stupid comment where we were doing, um, we were on like, I was on a fire line and we were goofing off and I remembered like somebody said something and it was like a training and I was like, well, I, you know, and I suggested something and I remember being like, well, I mean, then again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just a girl. And they looked at me like, the hell's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Cool. You know, and it's like I hadn't really had any bad experiences, but it was just like they looked at me like, why would you say that? Yeah. You know, and out there they were just like, people are people. You want to be here? Cool. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I kind of took that. And I think about that sometimes. It's like just I'm a person doing the work. That's you know? the way. I mean, and that's, that's the how way it, should it should be, be. for that's anybody. It, yeah. um, well, it's shitty that we have to, like, think about it. Yeah. Do you know, a, do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And, like, I mean, I've had... I haven't had terrible experiences. It hasn't been awesome all the time. And maybe it's just, maybe it's just in my head. Like sometimes I think like, Oh, you know, they're well, noticing so, me, you know, I'm well, sometimes over here. It's I'm the personalities. Girl. It's not even yeah, definitely. Like, sex related age gaps and things like yeah. that. And people maybe aren't used to seeing more women. I, I'd say doing more, you know, heavy equipment operations for shoe work. Sometimes I've gotten that look like, yeah. Oh my God, it's a girl. Well, but, and again, and, and it's fine. It's like, okay, you're noticing there are we are here you know sure, women yeah. are here but i mean <laughs> someone asked me one time when i started working like oh who's your clout and i'm like oh yeah my course. resume yeah i've worked hard to be here <laughs> yeah i didn't you know i'm just i worked hard to be here that's it i don't know anybody and i don't right. need to do any favors nothing like that i'm, I'm here because i want to be here yeah and i've worked hard um you get you know the the banter the jokes and things so being around that sometimes just you have to make you know stand up for yourself and just say hey you know tone it down i don't want to hear that you know and it's you don't want to participate because it's like you don't want to make it seem like it's okay to talk certain ways but yeah i've you know ignored things and walked away or if it's like offensive i'm like hey can you not talk like that yeah but it's been more things like that i don't really feel like you know, I've had a hard time where people have tried to push me out super hard. Sure. No, or like, I, I don't you think... know, I have had, you know, a couple of people that were a little bullyish and just shit talkers. Well, I, I just like... take it like as you're just being a dude, I guess. And I think like, like part of I'm that. fight harder to be here then, jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, and, it's and, and like part... fire under my ass. So I'm going to be here even harder. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of that isn't necessarily because you're a woman it's again because of the like personalities like Mm -hmm. if you were a a man who they perceive to be less quote-unquote strong than them they Mm -hmm. would be fucking with them like oh yeah yeah and i see that too and i'm just i take it all in i'm like okay maybe it's not me it's just they're being a a dick (laughs) yeah i i've like um i I will i will say no i've had i've had some you know, like I said, I've had to voice my opinion, but I've had some really awesome coworkers mm-hmm. in several walks of my path wh- yeah, who have been great. sticking up for me without me even knowing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it is hard being, you know, the girl. Um, so right now I, I do work. I work for the city of Lake Forest on their forestry crew um, as an arborist. And I guess my title is technically maintenance worker, too. But extremely extremely supportive Mm -hmm. they don't even bat bat an eye like they're super cool guys yeah Um, we get along really well we the workflow is great Mm -hmm. um 
super willing and eager to teach me when I want to be taught. Yeah. And hey, do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. Be careful, you know. Yeah. And I've had people that just maybe weren't going out of their way to do something, but they were just holding, withholding information. And that's another way of being kind of, well, I don't want to share, let her figure it out or let her fail, you know, a few people. But yeah. For the most part, that's been well rounded by the other people that come forward and are cool. But it is hard sometimes being the only. You know, in that situation, um, in several places, or you know, I guess a couple, but being um, like kind of like I want to be noticed, but I don't. You know, like I'm proud to be like a person that can be there for other people that maybe don't know they can be here. Sure. But then at the same time, I just kind of want to blend in. I don't want to be noticed. Like it's like, oh shit, that's a girl, and she's doing that with that log, and yeah. she's moving this and driving that truck, and sometimes you're just like, just. I'm just a person yeah, doing tree work, right. you know. It doesn't matter, yeah. Um, See, I like um, w- working with you. I had a couple, you know, instances with people who were kind of flexing on you, and I um, handled it, I guess, inappropriately. Like mm. instead, instead of like trying to educate, what I did was like flex harder and like roast the person <laughs> and humiliate them do you know what i mean yeah and, and yeah in a very like sarcastic like roundabout way mm-hmm. instead of just broaching the subject like head on yeah but i did that with everybody like yeah. it didn't matter if it was a girl <laughs> i know i'm like trying or, to think of like what was it like if it doesn't matter if it was a girl yeah or, or a it's boy like, just be cool or a man or a woman kind. yeah but that i would handle it like that instead of just like pulling someone aside and be like hey dude this is fucked up like you yeah know, shouldn't do that yeah it's, i mean it's a hard conversation to have and there was no particular I mean? like examples with no. you that i can think of but i know there was a particular person where we mm-hmm. there were some you know yeah issues buttonheads yeah right <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes it's you know i guess the one thing there's like this still uh chauvinistic way that people act sometimes of where, course yeah you know if i say i got it i got it let me have it. Yes, like if absolutely. I can pick up this log and move it to the chipper, let me do it. Yeah. And if I can't, I'll say, Hey, I can't, I need help, you know? Right. And just so, and I appreciate that people want to help, but sometimes I'm like, I, I can do it, Yeah. you know? And yeah. that's, if that's okay, if they want to help fine. But sometimes it almost, it's almost like it disrupts your flow. Like if I got this log and I'm dragging it and it's going to the chipper, yeah, you're going to stop me and have help me pick it up. Then it's more awkward and fumbling around. It's just like, let it's me a, just do it. It's so interesting because it's like, <laughs> That kind of situation is like, you know, a man is like trying to be like a gentleman and like, yeah, help, and I appreciate you know? it. And I, not you know, always, but, like, you know, I get it. a lot. That's what, you know, they want to like, they just like want to help. But it's weird because like if like a man was in that same, another man was dragging that log. Yeah. Or trying to hump it. They would be like, ooh, you know, <laughs> they might not even laugh. And, like, talk <laughs> Let about me help it, you. But they would just like look <laughs> okay, at him and be like, ah, he's got it. You yeah. Know? You know, yeah, it, yeah, it is sometimes like, but you I mean, know. there's been several times. I mean, I've been in situations where I see someone struggling and I go to help them and they're like machismo. They're like, no, I'm good. And you're like, okay, you're good, man. Got it. Yeah. You're great. struggling pretty hard there. And then other times I've had people who are like, thank you. You know, like they just don't expect it. It's like, yeah. well, we're a crew. We're supposed to be just working of course, together. Yeah. You know, like I've got the grit. I'm going to work hard. Like, let me get the grind on. You know yeah. what I mean? So. People are, you know, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, let me do it. Sometimes I'm like, fuck it. You can, if you want to help that bad, you can help. Whatever. Yeah, and like, you know, people <laughs> are care. people, and like, 
sex or whatever aside, it doesn't really matter. You know, like yeah. I've like, I think, you know, that like I like helping people and mm-hmm. trying to teach people things and show them little tricks that'll mm-hmm. make things better. You know, whether yeah. it's like chaining down a piece of equipment or. Yeah, I learned a lot from you. you know, I think of you a lot with that. Like actually. stuff like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, anything <laughs> like that. Like, but like if it's somebody that I don't like, then I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And, you know, looking back now, like I regret that shit. You know, like yeah. I regret not like just being the better person and just trying to help them more, you know, and yeah. instead of well, instead of like they may have been rude to me, like I should have just been like, fuck it. Like I'm I sh- you know, should have helped. Not that but that... sometimes people don't. I mean, I've I've been in that situation too. Sometimes people don't want that help. They it's don't. like they're just You're, yeah, they're just cocky. Yeah, and they want to be who they are and think they know everything and they're the best ever. And yeah, even if you tried, I mean, if you like didn't just like if you just didn't like someone and you were just going out of your way to be like, I'm not going to tell him shit yeah. or her. But like, yeah, I could see that like regretting that. But so okay. it is what it is. <laughs> Let me ask you something else. Um, (laughs) now that you've kind of like fell, not fell, but you've pursued this, you've left natural resource management with Mm -hmm. Chicago Park District and you're doing what you do now for a municipality. Yes. How do you feel, I guess, generically like about it all? Like what, what is it like now knowing like, cause I preach about it all the time on this podcast and everyone I talk to that in conversations that are not being recorded for the internet, like Mm -hmm. about how open this industry is and how willing people are to, to help, you know, not, you know, put like internal, like politics at the County. Like I'm talking about like tree care industry, our arborists. Like, I, I just feel like people are really willing and like, I'm really happy, you know, that, you applied for that job and you got it and i'm yeah, so happy I mean, that you were the person who was like check the ia website like there's job postings and i was like oh i didn't even think of that but you know now that you're here like what's it like i mean first and foremost like having had experience working in more of a wooded area you know wooded areas and out in the wild and then you know working for the city and having that urban wildland interface and yeah doing certain technical things like burns you know right next to lake shore drive and the lake like how the hell do i figure <laughs> this out yeah um you know, and then I guess, I guess I kind of had that exposure to being, you know, in a combined area. Um, I like working for municipality right now. I really love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome to just the, the technicality behind how you do things and just talking to people, doing the work. I love it. Um, but in general, like getting back into arboriculture you know, it's been very, it's just been awesome. Met a lot of supportive people. I've tried to go to more events that IA hosts, um, networking, you know, just listening, conferences, things like that. Um, I attended the ISA conference virtually last year. Okay. December. Was it December? November. November. Yeah. It was November. Um but no, I do feel like people are very welcoming. I mean, I went to the rec climb this past weekend and mm-hmm. met a lot of awesome people. And I've already made connections with folks to just try to start tree climbing more often. Oh, tell me about the uh, women's uh, tree climbing workshops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you did too. Didn't you go to I like did. Texas I did. I went or to Texas. Yeah. So when I worked at Cook County, I became friends with Amy and Payless crew. And we stayed connected after the fact when I worked for the parks. And I when I left Cook County, went to the parks. And um, 
she just kind of hit me up because I, you know, like I said, I was trying to keep my cert alive and didn't really get any tree work as much done as I was before. Yeah. And I always wanted to get involved in tree climbing. I always want to learn it, do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this unless I work a forestry job or something that sure. I can do climbing. Yeah. And at that time, I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay at the parks. And she just hit me up, hit me up out of the blue and was like, hey, I'm going to this tree climbing workshop. I went to one in Massachusetts a couple of years back. Do you want to go with me? They're going to be in Texas. Do you want to go to Texas? Yeah. And I was like, why the hell not? And so um, Baron Melissa managed the women's tree climbing workshop and their sisters um and they i forget if it's you probably have to edit this out (laughs) my name's right baron melissa and rebecca sewell do you know what their names are on instagram i'd have to send them to you okay i think it's bear arborist and then melissa i forget her whole i think hers is longer oh I think it's Bear Arborist for Bear. Okay. But yeah, they're twin sisters and Rebecca's part of their organization. But they basically travel around different areas and do a tree climbing workshop for women. Is it just a once a year like big event? No, they have several throughout the year. Okay. So yeah, so Amy just was like, hey, let's go to this one. It's in Texas. And I was like, okay. And I just was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd never climbed before and... I always I kind of felt like as a woman, I'm like, I don't know how to get into this and, you know, uncomfortable. Like, how do I figure out what's best for me for a harness, for being a different body size and shape, whatever. Um, and yeah, I just I just didn't know anything about it. And I just could kind of sense like from people I knew that just there was just this like macho-ness that I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to ask. I don't know how to learn mm-hmm. without like going to a training. And how is that going to be? I mean, I had no idea before because yeah. I wasn't ever in it. Yeah. And that was and just my perspective on the outside. The trainer's probably going to be a man and not be able to be able to yeah. And I just was like, like convey the know. exact questions that you just asked. I just didn't yeah. know where I fit in and if I like who to like go to or whatever. But. Now being in this industry, back then, went to this workshop, met amazing female arborists Mm -hmm. who were extremely encouraging. Um, They have a ton of gear for you to try, ropes, all sorts of gadgets, Mm -hmm. and all the different harnesses. And they're like, hey, try this, try that. Move along. Try this, try that. You know? That's great. And people from all varying backgrounds go. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I just want to tree climb. Yeah. And they're like, cool. Here you go. (laughs) Learn some stuff. So I, I, you know, didn't commit fully to buying gear because, again, I didn't really have a circle of people to try to climb with. Of course. Um, Amy climbed sometimes. She did comps. And uh, I just wasn't sure, like, if I was, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this gear. Yeah. So I just went and had a fun time, enjoyed it, moved on. And then uh, it came around again this year. Well, it's, they, have, they have several locations every year mm-hmm. that they go to. And this year... Like I did the tree climbing workshop with Norm in April, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I have to climb at work, so I love it. I wanted to learn. I'm like finally I'm in a place where I can learn and you know, I've been getting trying to get more trainings in. Yeah. But um after the training with Norm, climbed a few times, whatever, and I was like, I just really want to go to this workshop. And so I looked at what their schedule was for the year and they were gonna be in Minnesota. So I was like, I'm going to Minnesota. Yeah. I've never been to Minnesota and I'm going to go to this workshop again. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah this time i went by myself just winged it and mm -hmm. went and it was awesome um got challenged quite a bit <laughs> you know because i had been to one before kind of could remember you know some things and yeah just with having norm's training it's like okay yeah that's right i remember this um and just yeah once i got there it was just, i was just building confidence at that point yeah. you know confidence to be there alone then i met a bunch of cool women and just went through a bunch of you know different parts of the trainings you know they had to just hone my skills better yeah but no it was awesome i've told so many women about it i'm like you need to come <laughs> you need to go to this um it just is a more i guess comfortable environment you know, it's not like a man bashing session. It's nothing about, you know, hating men. Uh, I wouldn't imagine. I feel like people be, are like, oh, women it only. Be. It's like, well, yeah. we're learning and not having, we're just ignoring that one part of being in the industry that's like, you're part of a small group oh, of that, women who might. Import. I mean, I think it'd be the same thing. Like, never mind. I'm not going to say it. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can probably assume. But you're, it, it, it just seems like a great like resource but like it's so cool that there's like passionate people out there like doing it and organizing yeah. it and following yeah. through with it too because there's yeah. a lot of passionate people with like great ideas and they're like i'm the same way i have like 20 great ideas a year and like i follow through with like two of them yeah you know I get you. <laughs> and then like there's like another 20 that are shit but like a lot of great arborists have like great ideas and anyone mm -hmm. in any industry but they don't follow through with it so the fact that you got great people great ideas yeah great uh reasoning behind it and mm -hmm. they're fucking doing it yeah just a safe space they're inspiring people and helping yeah. people that's awesome no it was it's an amazing experience just because you get to i mean i feel like it was a good networking opportunity too you know to see where other yes. women have worked yeah. and where they are working um and actually one of the women who was at the workshop she's from champagne she came up to the rec climb I went to on Saturday. Oh, I'm just cool. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, we're wearing our women's tree climbing workshop shirts, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then I connected with some women there. And it just seems like, you know, we kind of gravitate. Like, hey, where do you work? Who do you work for? What are, you sure. know, what's your path been? Because it's just, it's nice to see a friendly face. Well, it's like funny. A familiar like, yeah. face, I guess. <laughs> I'm the same way, like, at, a, at, like, trainings and stuff. Like, I gravitate towards immunity guys. Because, mm -hmm. like, yeah. It's like that's what people, I do, you know. You know I'm going to talk to them more than the you. private guys. But I talk to the private guys, too. But yeah. it's not, you know, it's just. Yeah. And I mean, do. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like as an adult, I just I get anxious about social settings and things like that. Like, and I, I'm trying to push myself to just go into it open-minded don't yeah. come into it with like oh who will i see there who cares who you see yeah, there who, who cares, cares what strangers like, there i don't care anymore yeah I, I don't care what people think if i walk in the room like yeah. who's this person i don't care let me let me tell you something about that <laughs> it's nerve-wracking but i just don't care also have like anxiety <laughs> issues with that too i fucking yeah. like i can talk to people i like people but i hate people <laughs> <laughs> great like, truly but um i remember back back at the county when I first started doing any type of training or public speaking was like doing defensive driving mm -hmm. and like CPR first aid. And you had to go to like the national safety council, like headquarters. And it was like multi-day train the trainer yeah. shit. Yeah. And then like, we had to like, you know, like a ghost or a, is that oh shadow ghost? shadow yeah <laughs> yeah like shadow like the the actual trainer and then they would you would yeah. go up and do a little i was so fucking nervous 
Well, that and, like, stressed me out. <laughs> it was so bad. But now, like, I don't even, like, think about it. Like, I, like, I, I don't know what it is, but that, like, built, built me up a little bit. And part of it, like, I think what part of what made me nervous about it was because, like, my background, like, you know, like, you know, like when I was a kid, I wasn't, I didn't like necessarily fit in anywhere. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I kind of got picked on a little bit, you know, <laughs> yep. and quiet dork. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> that, that was me. Yep. You know, and I accept, that, fully that, accept and those embrace scars, my dorkiness. Now. Yeah. Now, now I don't fuck give it. a fuck. You I'll know? call y'all. <laughs> that stuff stayed with me. And um, yeah. the more and more you do it, like the more and more you don't care. Like I've spoken for like, you know, the most was probably like, I don't know. 60 or so 60 or so hmm. people that's a lot of fucking people yeah but like i don't even think about it anymore i just did a training on um tuesday morning 6 30 in the morning for like 35 people Damn. and like i didn't even think about it i just like yeah. went up there and you just do it like i don't care like i i just don't care anymore i just i just go up there say my thing if you don't like it great if you like it awesome if you get something out of it even better yeah but like i'm here <laughs> to like share with you yeah Take something that it. you out there and you probably want to talk about too mm -hmm. and i'm just here to talk about it with you like that's it that's the way i view it i'm not here to like be this like high level professional who's gonna like blow your fucking mind open you know yeah and i'm not here to like compete against like Stephanie Adams talking about like her research and soil studies at the Morton Arboretum. Like, yeah. that's not what I do. No, just, you know, I'm you here. <laughs> I'm here to share what I know. Yeah. And hopefully I can inspire you to take some of this and do something with it. Like, I don't even I don't even For care sure. anymore. And you should do the same. You no, know, like I, none I, of no, it, I, none of it, like <laughs> it none of it matters. But... You know what I mean? Like none no. of it matters. I, I like I, I just like to like take like the anxiety and the fear and just fucking bash through it. Yeah. Unless it's something that like I can avoid. Like if it's like somebody dies, that's like a friend of a friend. I'm like, I don't know if I should go to that wake. Yeah, that's a yeah. bad example but no, we've all had mean. thoughts like that like yeah. uh you know i don't know but Speaking, if yeah. it's like just a friend then yeah of course like i'm gonna fucking be there i'm gonna yeah. push through that anxiety yeah you know, oh i agree you, yeah. you're just gonna do it and you know. well when i first started at the park district um my good friend sarah frag she was the forestry foreman there for the crew that was housed in our, our shop, central shop. And like I said, like we were trying to revamp the chainsaw training program. And she's like, Hey, she like talked to my boss that day. She's like, Hey, you know, maybe she could do the training for the forestry crew. And I'm like, why do I need to do a chainsaw training for the forestry crew? <laughs> right. But she's like, you never know. They could get something from it. And it'll be a test That's run, true. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so we did like a test run. We had done some edits and we did like a test run and I was just full of anxiety. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. I've been yeah. in this situation before where, you know, or I've been around people who didn't want to go to a training because they think they're better than it, whatever. And I just went into it like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to ignore who you all are. I'm just yeah. going to teach this training. And I had several guys come up to me like, wait, what was that one part called again? And wait, what was this? What do you refer to this as? Oh, that's and, awesome. Like, yeah. And they're like, this was awesome. A couple of the guys were like, whatever. And like, secretly deep down, you might have learned something. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe and, you, know, you can be <laughs> who you I, are over there. You know everything. Sure. Fine. I taught it fine. Well, what's interesting, uh, I don't remember where I learned it from. I got it, through it. <laughs> it was some sort of train the trainer thing. It was either through the National Safety Council or maybe it was the CTSP thing. I don't remember. But somewhere I picked up, someone said, like, when you're 
doing training or public speaking, mm-hmm. they don't know your background or exactly everything that you know, but they expect you to be the expert anyways. Mm-hmm. And so even if you don't think you are, they're expecting they're expect- you to be. Yeah. And that, that doesn't provide. that doesn't mean that you should like front and fake it. No, to just through. provide. It just means that you shouldn't be nervous about what it is that you're speaking about. And yeah. if you don't know the answer, then you know, I'm sorry I don't know the answer. Let's yeah, talk let's about find it afterwards. Let's find let's out about find it. Out together. Let's look together. You know, yeah. I'll get back to you later or whatever, yeah. you know. But they don't think they're not look- humbleness, yeah. They're not sure. viewing it like you know, they're, they're not <laughs> going to like, give them all the answers. They're not out there judging us. You know, yeah. they're they're just listening because most of the people out in those audiences are you and me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Literally, they're just out there listening and wanting to learn, too. So, yeah, you should do more like you should get thinking about it, get more involved. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I've been. I mean, you like are I really said, involved. I've been, just, I've been just trying to, you know, take advantage of all that IA has to offer, and you have a good network. Passion. And I mean, like and, I said, yeah. the the rec climb I went to this past weekend, it was I think their first one they've yes, ever done. That was yeah, um, and it was just fun. Just I had a friend that was supposed to come with me, couldn't make it, and just went by myself anyway. And I was like, all right, yeah, don't know anybody. You're gonna get through this, mm-hmm. and just talked with a lot of cool people. Yeah. And yeah, people are very willing and ready and able to teach and share stories. Yep. And it's it's an awesome industry. I feel really welcome here. I feel really just comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't know, I just love learning all the things to know about trees and rigging. And yeah, I mean, I still challenge myself with felling. Like, you know, if you don't do it every day, right. you know, sometimes like, oh, that was a little wonky. Right. But, you know, tree came down safe. Everybody's good. Yep. At the end of the day, like people make mistakes all the time as long as they're safe mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um But no, I I really yeah, I'm really enjoying this industry and I'm I'm gonna go to the IAA conference coming up, so I'm super excited to see Yeah. What I'll be learning. Well, I'm happy you're here. I'm glad yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm that glad you to... left the natural resources thing. <laughs> I, I still came... miss it. Yeah. I'm sure you do, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm like, you I'm glad you I'm came like, over oh, winter side. season's coming well, burn season's coming up. Yeah, I'm like, Shit. I miss that too. Well, you know, well, you might Cook be able County, to yeah, jump in on a go exactly. On a yeah. If your employer will let you do it, then go do it. Yeah. You know? I'm even, I mean, I'm still in contact with people from the parks. I'm like, let me know where you're burning. I'm going to come watch. Yeah. Judge yeah. you. Not really, but, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I'm going to probably come and check out a couple of sites I used to manage and see how they're, how they're doing and just see a burn. Yeah. But yeah, well, I was thinking about this winter coming up. It, I'm like, oh man, brush pile burn season. We I used went, to like bring my little portable foldable grill thing oh and god i'll be honest with pierogies you. on the grill and a cast iron skillet oh it was the best that's fine i like oh, that I loved it. but <laughs> i don't like the like i i fucking hated the winter where it'd be like you know like a foot of snow on the ground what are we gonna do today oh, we're gonna go to this unit <laughs> I love. We're gonna it. fucking cut buckthorn and drag it all See, day. I love and snow. Burn I love. It. Oh my god, I love. I it. would hate it. I would fucking <laughs> love hate it. it. I'd like walk. I'd walk in in the morning, be in the morning meeting, like, like oh, we're son of a bitch. dragging and burning brush all day. Great. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like. I did. I mean, it's I fun when you're cutting, <laughs> but. I get that. I I hated yeah. dragging sometimes, but you know, I liked what we were doing. Like you get to the work out at work and we doing, but... stay warm. Yeah. 
but I love the snow. I mean, I love snow sports. I love ice fishing and yeah, snowshoeing. And I like hunting. I like shooting woods. birds in the middle of winter. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, you're like, fun. but not burning brush. Yeah. See, I couldn't do that though. <laughs> I mean, just lay around, right? <laughs> just lay in the snow. <laughs> That's fucking cold. No, <laughs> I'm insane. walking. No, we're walking. Okay. Yeah. You walk and the dog. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. The dog <laughs> is in front. Yeah, the dog is in front of you, like trying to find the bird. The dog points the bird. You get up. You kick the bird up, and then. <laughs> You shoot it, and then the dog goes gets the bird, and you come back. So you're like you're walking, you're moving, you're on the move the whole time. Well, I guess I yeah. shouldn't say so much. It's not just ice sitting. fishing was just sitting on your ass in an ice yeah, shack. Yeah, that's even worse. I mean, but you get to you drink get a beer. portable heater. And... You can't drink beer hunting. I mean, you can, but it's not very safe. No, no, not a good idea. Yeah. No guns, no alcohol, no drugs, no kids. Those things don't go together in any yeah. combination. As at, my dad would say. <laughs> at least, at least when no one knows about it, then that's it. So yeah. No one knows about it. Fishing and drinking. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, thanks so much for coming, finally. No problem. I'm glad I f- finally got to get you to for come. For sure. <laughs> Eventually. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Hopefully I've answered all your questions. and I don't remember asking many questions. <laughs> but or I just, think, you I know. I worked out. Good combo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thanks for the beer, awesome. too. Yeah, no problem. Hope you've enjoyed them. Besides the Even name of it, it tasted good. Boost Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>